0: hello and welcome to the michael musselman show today is monday february 15th and before we get into it i'm going to talk about my sponsor recollect limited is arkansas's best place to shop for the nostalgic clothing you crave they have a wide selection of vintage goods with a focus on items from the 80s and 90s recollect also supplies vintage razorback gear all year long but it sells quick shop the newest items on instagram or online at recollect.ltd have old clothes lying around they buy. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. to buy, sell, or trade. Located at 2218 North College Avenue in Fayetteville. All right, Michael. So it was a it was a two and zero week. Um, you know, I think a lot of people could get behind two and zero weeks. Uh, the, let's talk about that first game, the Kentucky game, the first win, and I think it was almost seven years. Um, just kind of talk about how you guys were able to go up to Lexington and get the job done in a very close game. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: going into it, we knew it was going to be a battle in Rupp Arena. I mean, it's, it's tough to get out of Rupp. I mean, like I keep saying, it's tough to get out of, you know, any, any away game on this in this conference with a win, and especially Rupp Arena. Um, so getting out of there with a win, whether it be by one point or, you know, 20 points is, is, always, is always a good thing. And, um, you know, it put us in a good position in the league, and it put us in a good position going forward and obviously going into that Missouri game. Um, so, we are proud of our guys. Uh, they fought hard. And, you know, our guys have performed well on the road um, for the most part all year, uh, which is kind of a testament to them and them growing, you know, uh, kind of improving on the road uh, throughout the season for sure.
0: Yeah. And it, I mean, it kind of feels like with a team that has so many new faces that, They're just bound to kind of grow that chemistry and kind of get better as the season goes on. And that was kind of exactly what happened again on Saturday, another road game, um, another victory. Makes it the sixth straight conference uh, victory this year. Uh, Kind of talk about that Mizzou game. And obviously having uh, Jeremiah Tillman not play was huge for us, but just talk about that game.
1: Yeah, so coming off that Kentucky win and going into that Missouri game, you know, obviously our confidence was high. We were on a, a five-game SEC win streak. And so uh, the Tillman absence, you know, played a big part just because we had game planned the whole, you know, the whole stretch leading up to that game kind of around him because he's such a, a centerpiece for that team. And, you know, with him in or out, just makes – gives the team a whole different dynamic in terms of, you know, uh, pick and roll game and, and rebounding and um, paint defense and stuff like that. So. So having him out and and figuring it out 10 minutes before the game kind of put us into a little bit of a scramble mode. And, um, you know, when a team's fully healthy, the one thing you kind of know is, you know, where the shots are going to come from and kind of what the game plan is going to look like. And when there's a major piece out like that, obviously it hurts a team, but it, you know, it affects the other team as well just because the game plan is, you know, so up in the air, you don't know where those extra minutes and extra shots are going to come from. Um, uh, Pinson stepped up and, and Drew Smith are two great players. You know, probably two of the best guards in our league, um, and so you know we we kind of figured going into it, uh, stopping them or slowing, trying to slow them down, was going to be a, a pivotal piece. And um, you know, it's it's really, really, really difficult for a team to lose momentum in the last minute of the game and go into overtime on the road and and still pull it out. I mean, that's a testament to our guys and um, a testament to their you know will to win and and their confidence going into the game. Just. You know, being able to settle back down and, and regroup and, and refocus, uh, going into that overtime period and then pulling out the win.
0: Last week, especially, but I mean, it feels like that this Razorback team is better at closing games than maybe a few that we've seen in the past. And um, this year, the Hogs are three zero in games that are. Um, finalized by one possession or that have went into overtime. So what do you think it says about a team that is kind of good at being the closer and being able to finish really close games?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it helps when you have guys that just are playing off instinct. Like, uh, you know, Moses has the ability to just go create shots. We have shot creators um, this year, and we have a lot of weapons where you don't necessarily know Who's going to take the last shot or, or where the last shot's going to come from? Um, you know, you can get a three for Vanover. Vanover can roll. You can get a lob for Smith. You can have Moses coming off a double screen. You can have J. Tate going to the rim. You can have Devo getting to the rim. And, and when you have that many weapons, it makes it easier for the staff, you know, to kind of figure something out at the end of the game. And we have high confidence in our guys where we don't need to call a timeout. We can just go let them play it out at the end of the game, which we've done multiple times, and we have confidence that they're going to get a bucket or get a foul and get to the rim um, and, you know, make something good happen. And, and that's just kind of the makeup of our team. Um, you know, we're, we're confident in our guys, and I think our guys are confident in themselves right now where they can just go make a play, you know, in crunch time, and it's almost better than drawing something up because uh, if, you know, if, if your own staff doesn't know what's coming, then the defense surely doesn't know what's coming. So, you know, being able to do that, you know, helps us in close games and then being able to lock in defensively uh, the last few minutes of the game and and kind of get stops when it's, you know, a pivotal crunch time has been key to us as well.
0: It feels like one guy that's stepped up the last week and a half has been Connor Van over the, the seven footer. I think he's had double digit points in the last two games and he's had multiple blocks and at least four plus rebounds. Um, Are you seeing his confidence kind of steadily rise as a, uh, at least in the recent few games?
1: Yeah, we're seeing his confidence rise. And I mean, he's been a good player and he's been working his tail off since he got here, Um, you know, two years ago when we got here and, uh, just seeing him, you know, be consistent and getting rebounds while also being able to float out on the paint. I mean, I think a lot of people look at his height, and look at his rebounds and say, you know, why is he why is he you know, why isn't he getting 20 rebounds? And, and it's easy to say when you're sitting on your couch. But, you know, when you have a guy that has the ability to float out there and make threes and stretch their big guy out, it's kind of something where that's a trade off you're willing to take you know, to pull a big guy out, especially like if they had a Tillman in there to keep him out of the lane or, you know, for Florida to keep Castleton out of the lane, who's, you know, the leading shot blocker in our league to, to keep him out of that area. Um, that's kind of a trade-off you'll take with Vanover floating around the perimeter and, and maybe less rebounds and more threes and you're stretching the defense a lot. So uh, we're a dynamic team with versatility and, um, you know, he kind of brings an added factor where you don't really know where he's going to be on the floor how we're going to use him and um that's kind of been a you know something new for our staff to to figure out how we're going to use him on both ends of the floor and, and where we can attack him uh using van over
0: with the uh, with the snow and ice accumulation in northwest arkansas there's a chance that the florida game uh, could get postponed but as of as of 9 a.m on on the 15th, it's scheduled. So kind of talk about Florida. Um, they've been off for, I think, a, a couple weeks with COVID protocol, protocols. But uh, talk about what you guys have seen from the Gators on film.
1: Yeah, so we've really only got one day to prep, like, you know, one, one and a half days to prep. But, um, you know, we're planning on Florida being in here on Tuesday for, for a battle on our home court in Bud Walton. And um, they're an extremely, extremely talented team. They have Dead eye three ball shooters and man Appleby and Locke. Um, they're guys that you absolutely cannot let them get an open look because it's you know it's money. Um, they're shooting 37.5 percent from three as a team, which is uh unheard of for the most part. And then they have incredible interior shot blocking. They're, I think, they're first in the conference. I know they're first in the conference, I think they're first in the nation actually in shot blocks. And Castleton leads um, our conference in shot blocks, and he's had uh, eight block game and a seven block game, which are the one and two games in our conference for blocks. So, you know, trying to pull him out of that lane a little bit, and then also working on finishing through contact, pump faking, getting him up in the air and finishing on the other side of the rim. Those are going to be things that we work on today in practice. And then, you know, trying to take away the three and the drive, it's, it's easy to say. And, and everyone wants to say, oh, well, you know, make them shoot, pull up contested jumpers. And it's like, obviously that's what we want. But it's really hard to do when you have a team that's trying to shoot threes and get to the lane, trying to get in the lane like like Florida does and like Alabama does so well, which is, you know, why their teams are so efficient and, you know, they can score the ball so well. Um, so, you know, trying to take away that initial three, especially from those those dead eye shooters and and also keep them out of the lane are going to be, you know, keys to, to what we do. And, um, you know, then trying just to put the ball in the hole and get off to an early start like we have been uh, in these last two games.
0: 16 and five overall, eight and four in league play. Uh, It feels like some of the national media are starting to pick up on Arkansas and how talented they are. And um, the AP poll is released in a couple hours, and I think they're 24th in the NET this morning. How is it to stay grounded Uh, like when when you're having success and when everybody from outside your bubble is talking about how good you are? How good is it to just stay focused at the task at hand. I mean, especially with the NCAA tournament coming up in about a month and a half, like how, how tough is that to just block everybody else out, block all the noise out and just focus on your team and every, everybody that's in inside your walls.
1: Yeah. Well, we've constantly preached to our team and we sat them down and talked to them before film, you know, as you win games, it's gets harder. It doesn't get easier when you win five, six, seven, eight in a row, um, that it, it doesn't get easier to win games. It gets harder because you have a bigger target on your back. You know, we're no longer the underdog sneaking up on teams, especially after our last two wins, you know, people are coming into Bud Walton and we're going to on road games and they're knowing, okay, it's going to be a battle. These guys can win. They've proven that they have proven players. Um, we know it's going to be a battle going in. And so constantly preaching to our guys, Hey, you know, we're not going to get any easy games from here on out because we have a target on our back. And we know it's easy to stay grounded in this league because you're playing such good competition. You know, you're, you're constantly night in and night out playing great, great teams with, with pro players and great coaches and historic programs. And so it's easy to stay grounded in our league. And then in terms of just blocking out noise, I mean, whether you win a game or lose a game or win five or lose five, there's going to be noise, um, whether it be good or bad. And so just blocking that out, is just something that, you know, as a player and as a, as a coach, anyone involved in a program, you just kind of have to do. And it's just kind of got to be a way of life and just say, you know, the season's a roller coaster and and I'm kind of going to take it for what it is. And it's, it's always trying to go one and O one and O one and oh and just, um, slowly start to, to build acumen and, you know, whether we're ranked 10th or 25th or, or not ranked, I mean, we're trying to go in there and, and win, you know, the next game as bad as whatever the number is next to our name. Um, so that part doesn't really play a factor in, in, you know, how hard we're going to play in the next game. I mean, we're going to, we're going to fight our asses off to win every game. So, um, you know, we're going to try to control the controllables and, and go one and O next week.
0: All right. That'll wrap up this edition of the Michael Mussman show. Um, it's always a pleasure and look forward to hearing from you next week.
1: Thanks for having me on.